be in unforgiveness, free not to have a broken heart, you're free not to be full of sadness and gloom. There's a lot of freedom available to the, in, the, in the Lord to the Christian, amen? Uh, and um, it's not free. Uh, freedom is not allowing your flesh to do whatever it wants to do. Then, then if that's your definition of freedom, and I know it's not your definition of freedom, but it is some Christians' definition of freedom, they don't quite put it that way because they don't understand the distinction between the flesh and the spirit. You know, they just think if they want to do it, then they should be able to do it. Uh, and they don't distinguish that. Well, just because there's a desire in you doesn't mean that it's a godly desire. It could be a fleshly desire. It could be an evil desire. And if you don't recognize that, then, then, then it's, all, it's all muddled, right? And a lot of Christians' life, their, their lives are muddled and confusing and, and blurry because they, they just haven't have a desire and they think they should, they should uh, act upon that desire, not knowing that that desire is from the flesh realm and not from the spirit realm. Uh, and, and instead of taking all their desires and, uh, before they act upon them, see if they line up with the word of God. And if they don't, you cast them aside, right? You don't follow those desires. You don't do those desires. Uh, and, and I've heard, I mean, I've heard uh, um, even ministers say, well, we shouldn't, you know, if we want to do something, we ought to be able to do it. Okay, um, is there a limit to that? I mean, surely there's a limit to that. But even, even in the church as a whole, there, there's a concept that, that grace is there to let you just do whatever you want to and God's not going to hold it against you. Uh, grace is there to show you what you ought to do not do and to give you the power to do the things you ought to do and not do the things you ought not do. That's the purpose of grace. And uh, If you just do whatever you want to do, then what's the point of having the Spirit of God to lead you and guide you in all truth? What's the point of even having a conscience? Because conscience is supposed to tell you right from wrong. And if nothing is wrong, then there's no need for a conscience. There's no need for God. There's no need for, for redemption. There's no need for anything because, I mean... There's nothing wrong. And, and I know that sounds extreme, but there are people in the church who, who generally believe that Christians never have to repent and Christians never have to um, uh, ask for forgiveness and Christians do, do whatever they want to do. Uh, and, but anything you put in place of God, you know, just one good test is, well, then stop doing that. Well, I can't stop doing that. Well, then it's your, it's your God. Jesus is not your God. If you can't do, stop doing whatever that thing is, uh, then, you know, then it's your God. And, and that's really a good test to see if you're in the flesh or the spirit, right? Uh, and nobody's going to tell you to quit worshiping God. I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. But, you know, I should be able to eat a box of donuts every day. Well, then stop doing that. Well, I don't know that I could, you know. Uh, and so that's one good way to test to see uh, if, if you're really uh, doing something by the spirit of God or just your flesh. So, no, we want, we want to follow the will of God. We want to follow the word of God to be completely, totally free. Uh, and... Um, uh, and enjoy life, amen? There's plenty to enjoy in life. I mean, the, the whole creation that God put together, uh, you know, he put it together for the most part for us to enjoy. He didn't put it, to, put it together so that, you know, uh, we got to work the ground and, and those types of things. I know God did give Adam dominion, dominion over the earth, uh, but it wasn't by the sweat of his brow until after he fell, right? Now it's by the sweat of your brow and um, did you say you sweat a little bit today, Johnny, right? So you can blame Adam for that problem. So it's Adam's fault. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, I want to be free to enjoy the plan of God for my life. Amen. Uh, and, and what I have found in my own life, the more that I'm free to follow the spirit, the more that I allow myself to follow the spirit of God, the, the more free I feel. Because all of us, uh, when we do anything wrong, the, the guilt of that, uh, will come upon us because the Spirit of God is there to tell us, hey, what you've done is wrong. And there's nothing worse than a pile of guilt in your life. Uh, and then if you're smart, you'll get out of that guilt real quick by repenting and, and asking for forgiveness. Uh, but the, the greatest times in my life are the seasons, and sometimes they're long seasons when you just don't know that you've done anything in particular wrong, you know, and, and um, you know, the Lord hasn't been on your case. And I mean, you know, if, if he's not on my case you know, if I went a month with the Lord not being on my case, I'd probably feel like a backslid or something because I'd surely, Lord, I mean, because the, the further you go in the Lord, the, the, the tighter he gets with you. You know, that attitude, no. That thought that you almost had, no. Well, Lord, I didn't, even, I didn't even start to have the thought, yeah, but you almost had it, you know. Uh, and so it's just, uh, 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 but it's a good thing because 
you know, the more that we look like the Lord, the more that we sound like the Lord, the more we think like the Lord, the happier we are, the more at peace we are, uh, and, and the better our lives are, amen? And the better are the, people, the lives of the people around us. Uh, and so, uh, unless you look just like the Lord, sound just like the Lord, uh, you've got changing to do, right? Uh, and so, praise God. Well, why don't we pray, and we'll thank the Lord for, for the word today to get started. So, Father, we thank you for the word. We open up your word, Father, with as humble servants of the Most High God, looking to you, Father, for revelation, insight, wisdom. We thank you, Father, that you will speak, you will instruct, Father, you will grant us revelation uh, and insight into your word and the plan of God for our lives. And Father, we thank you that it's contained in your word and by your spirit. And Father, we give you all praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's open up our Bibles to the book of, uh, uh, well, we'll just start there in the book of Ephesians, chapter 18. That's our, our uh, foundation scripture for these messages on prayer it says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints uh, and so we're going to be going through the different types of prayer because uh if it's all prayer or all manner of prayer or all kinds of prayer then it'd be helpful to know what kinds of prayer are there uh, and then uh, how should we use them how should we operate them and so we got down to philippians 4 6 which says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god of course, the Amplified version of, of that uh, says, do not pray to have any anxiety about anything. So that's, that's uh, uh, pretty intense, right? Do not pray to have any anxiety about anything. Uh, and so if it says we shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't fret to have any anxiety about anything, then how many things should we be fretful about? There would be none, right? Uh, and so the prayer of commitment is what we're on, and the prayer of commitment is, when you take the cares of your life that come to all of us, because all of us have cares, things we care about. Uh, and it's not, that, it's, not, it's not that you shouldn't care and be callous. That's not what it's talking about. Uh, when it's talking about uh, uh, be careful, it means to not fret or be anxious, right? Worrisome about it. So to see, to see somebody doing something and then the care that, well, Lord, you know, I don't want them to be hurt, that's not worry until that's all you think about. Now you're in worry. Or that you, that you keep thinking about that over and over again. Now you're in worry. So now you're, now you're anxious about it. But just seeing that somebody, well, Lord, if they keep doing that, it's going to bring harm to their life. That's not anxiety. That's just normal, caring attitude about it, the church and that we should have for others. Amen. Um, you, you've got people in your life, friends and families, uh, family members, even church members that you see and you observe their life. And it's not that you're in judgment. You know, it's just that you see, well, when they do this, it's going to cause them harm, right? Just like, you know, First uh, Peter uh, 3, 7 says that uh, husbands love your wives, right? Uh, and, and honor them as a fellow heir of the grace of life, lest your uh, prayers be hindered. And so, you know, if I see a husband treating his wife poorly, I'm thinking, my Lord, you know, they're, they're not going to get many prayers answered there. Because, now, I didn't write it, right? Didn't he write that? So that's not that you're not judging them. You're just observing, you know, things. And, and um, you know, judging them would be like, well, Lord, I'm glad that their prayers aren't going to be hindered. You know, you shouldn't answer any of their prayers because of that. that well, now you're standing in judgment that, you know, it's not your job to judge. It's your job to observe. Uh, and, and so uh, so he said to be be anxious for nothing. So uh, but then he tells us how how do we do that? How do you not worry? How do you stop worrying? How do you stop thinking about that? Well, you know, this is where faith comes in, because you have to believe that if these verses are so then you get the results these verses say right so we'd read first peter 5 7 says casting your care upon him casting all your care upon him for he cared for you so that's that's one way uh really how you do it you cast or you throw your cares upon him uh, and so whatever it is whether it's family member or your job or or you know tomorrow or the sickness and disease you know uh, how many people have worried themselves literally sick I'm afraid I'm going to get, you know, you know, we did went through the pandemic last year. How many people that got uh, COVID-19 got it because they worried themselves so much, they exposed themselves to the fear of that devil and, and just, you know, just, and they got it, you know, somehow, uh, uh, you know, did a devil show up in the doorstep with it? I don't know, but, you know, people worry themselves sick, don't they? They literally worry themselves sick uh, and, and they will open themselves up to the attack of the devil. And he will many times will, will, um, uh, we'll jump right in there with us and, and, and help us obtain whatever it is that we worry about. Uh, and and uh, we talked a lot about uh, Job, I think, that uh, 
What was Job's famous thing that he said? That which I feared the most has come upon me. Well, how did he get to that point? Uh, well, if you go back and look at what he did, uh, he kept saying, well, I'm going to go offer a sacrifice in case my kids did bad. Well, in case this happens, you know, I'm going to offer this. Well, just in case, you know, you know, uh, uh, so what was he doing? He's worrying. Well, my kids might be doing something wrong. I better offer a sacrifice. You know, I might lose all my money. Uh, you know, I'm going to go offer a sacrifice. I might, uh, this might happen bad, so I'm going to go offer another sacrifice. So in the Old Testament, anything wrong with offering a sacrifice? No, I mean, it's part of the worship of the Lord in, in, in some cases. But what was motivating to offer the sacrifice? It's fear, right? Or worry or fretful, being fretful or anxiety, right? Uh, so he was, uh, the thing that he did was not the issue. It was what motivated the thing that he did was the issue. Uh, and, and that sometimes makes it difficult to discern are you in worry or not because, you know, having a general care for somebody is not an issue, right? Caring about somebody's good, good uh, um, uh, that somebody is safe and sound is is not an issue unless you move over into the fear well i'm afraid that this bad thing's going to happen to them if they don't change i'm, I'm afraid that this and that it's going to happen if they don't change so now you're motivating your prayers by fear so you, you you can't be motivated by fear to do anything because if it's in fear then it's not in faith and so you're not going to be able to accomplish what you desire to accomplish and so when, when he said cast your cares upon him uh, it, it you know, it has to be a statement of faith. Lord, then, then, you know, I'm concerned about this person over here. And then what's the next part of Philippians 4, 6 says? It says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So the, the worry or the, not the worry, but the care comes to you that you see the situation, whatever it is, the person or the thing, you know, uh, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm afraid somebody's going to buy that car before I do. And before you find out if the Lord really wants you to have that particular car or not, you, you go buy it because, you know, somebody else might get it. And then it's a clunker. And it's like, well, how did I handle the clunker? Well, because you got under pressure and you bought it out of fear. Not because uh, God told you to buy that car, but because you were afraid that somebody else would get it before you do. Uh, and uh, you can't do anything by fear. It's just wrong. It, you'll end up uh, you'll end up on the wrong side of everything if you if you. Uh, execute things by fear so he says in everything by prayer and supplication for thanksgiving so uh, I, I have a care it hasn't made it to worry yet where you know i'm anxious about it fretful you know i'm nervous about it it's just i see that and i don't want this bad thing to happen uh and and so then you go to the lord so lord you know uh this thing's going on in my life um lord i, I ask you to intervene in this situation uh and to help this person see and of course if it's a person that you know someone in your your family uh, or even just a, a friend or an acquaintance you know you can pray the prayer of ephesians right uh, ephesians uh in fact we just we, i know we know these prayers but just it's good to read them there in ephesians 1 17 says that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him lord let him see let him see that the path that they're on is not going to be well for them not going to turn out good for them that's the praying that, you know, let him, so let him see, right? The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. Lord, give him the spirit of wisdom and revelation to let him see. Because you can go up to somebody and tell them, hey, what you're doing is wrong. And they may hit you in the head. You know, they may, you know, say bad things about your mama. Or they may, you know, swing it, take a swing at you. If you how dare you tell me I'm wrong? Well, you're still wrong, you know. I mean, I did that one time uh, and uh, told somebody that it was wrong. And man, that I mean, just, they just raked me over the coals. I mean, just, just your mama. And I mean, just the worst, you know, just over and over again. I mean, it's beating me down. And, you know, I know more now than I knew then, but, uh, you know, and so I'm wilting a little bit, but at the end of it, you know, I just had enough gumption to say it's still wrong because it was, it was still wrong. Now they, they just, I mean, just excoriated you, uh, excoriated me in, in that situation, uh, but it's still wrong. Now I'd be like, whatever, do it again. You know, uh, you're an amateur, right? Uh, come back when you get a real game to really to really say something bad about my mama, uh, and so um, so Lord, you know this. Uh, let him see, let him see, Father, that that uh, this thing is is not going to work out well for them. Uh, and I believe most people, you know, not everybody, but most people, that alone is sufficient to see. You know, I didn't know, I didn't realize that you know this is going to be bad for me, right? Uh, and so you you can continue on, right? The, the, the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Lord, let them see, right? That they may know what is the hope of their calling. Uh, Lord, fill them with hope. 
You know, some people, they have no hope in this life. Um, they don't have to have no hope in this life. I mean, it's just, it's a sad place to be if you have no hope in this life. But, you know, some people have no hope. Uh, and a lot of times, hope is sufficient. Uh, just, you know, having hope that tomorrow's going to be okay. You know, that's why I always say all is well. Because I live in that hope. I live in the hope that all is well, that all is going to be fine. And no matter what happens, I'm going to be good. So I live in that hope, you know. It's, it's motivated by faith. Uh, but fill them with the knowledge, with the knowledge there, Lord, of the hope. And with the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us for to believe according to the working of his mighty power. So it's a good prayer to pray for others, right? And you can pray that for yourself as well. But when you're praying about things for yourself, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, Lord, I'm just worried about, you know, uh, uh, I, uh, I think I'm going to get sick tomorrow, right? I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm just afraid I'm going to get COVID-19. Well, you know, typically uh, for you, you know, for your own self, uh, you, you know, if it's something like that, then before you ever get to the prayer of having to pray uh, the Philippians 4, 6 prayer, you know, you should be dealing with your vain imaginations, right? So a vain imagination comes, hey, you're going to die of COVID-19. Well, that's a vain imagination. Is that, it, 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 now, it didn't say that they weren't real imaginations. It said vain as in they're of no value. Uh, and so uh, did the Bible say that you're doomed to, to, to die of COVID-19? No, then that's a vain imagination. And then so 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says to take captive every thought, right? And so you have to maintain that diligence to take, well, I'm not thinking that, you know. And really in doing that, you're casting that care because, you know, it's, it's especially with the pandemic, you know, it's not an unreasonable uh, thought that you might get COVID-19. But you cast that care. Well, Lord, I'm the healed of God. So you, you, that's how you, you attack that thought. And you cast that care. Well, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not concerned about that at all. And, um, uh, and so, so, you know, for your own self, casting your care, a lot of times is just answering the thoughts in your own life. Uh, so the thought comes and, and, uh, uh, and whatever the thought is, then, you know, as long as it's not fear that's motivating that thought, if it's just a thought, you just cast it on the Lord by making your request made, made known to God. Well, you know, the, the, uh, I read in the paper, well, the economy's going to tank next year and, and uh, you know, taxes are going to triple. Well, Lord, you know, then the way I cast that care upon the Lord, Lord, you're my provider, not the government, not the, you know, not the Republican or not the Democrat. If they triple the taxes, you're going to have to triple my income. Uh, and so, so that's how you cast that care upon the Lord, right? It hasn't gotten into fear yet. You just, you just an observation, you see that. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not true. It doesn't matter really if it's true or not. If the Lord's really your provider, then what's it matter, right? If he really is your provider, then let him triple the taxes. You're going to be okay. You know, I don't want him to triple the taxes because everybody's not in faith like I am. And so, you know, there will be a lot of people harmed if they triple their taxes, right? Of course, they only say they triple taxes on the, on the rich people, but they always triple taxes on everybody. And so, because uh, they're just, uh, and it's everybody, right? It's not the Republicans, not Democrats. It's everybody in Washington wants to control everybody thing in the whole world because of the spirit. Uh, that's against the Lord. Uh, and so, so uh, in your own life, then casting your cares uh, is a normal thing that you just do, right? Something that comes into your mind as a, as a general care. Uh, you haven't started thinking about that every day, you know, where it's, it's now moved into the area of worry. It's just you see this happening and, and uh, you deal with it quickly, right? By letting your, uh, let your request be made known unto God. Uh, and that's how you cast that care upon the Lord by doing that. Uh, and see, then, uh, then you have to have faith. Okay, Lord, then, then I've prayed about it. Then I believe that you're going to do what I ask you to do, that you're going to take care of me financially. You're going to take care of me um, in this situation. You're going to take care of me during a pandemic. You know, it doesn't matter what pandemic and epidemic it is. Uh, but even in a church, I mean, listen to people talk about like COVID, for example. The level of fear in the country about COVID-19 is just beyond the, the measure. I mean, you know, just from a practical standpoint, you know, it's got, what, uh, 1% to 2% fatality rate? I mean, that's about what it is to drive in the car, right? I mean, even if it's 5%, well, it's true, not 10%, right? Uh, but the percentage of people actually died from COVID-19, except for all the people they lied about, right? I mean, I don't know how many people... What, I don't know what the numbers are, and I don't really believe anybody knows what the numbers are because I don't believe any of the numbers myself personally. Um, I think there's in, in every situation like that, the motivation to distort the numbers, either on the good side or bad side, right? 
because you've got some people who want to distort things and not set, tell the, what the real number is if it's high. You, you look at the numbers for China, right? I mean, China had like a million cases until April of last year, then they had zero for the rest of the year. You think they had zero cases in China from COVID-19? I don't think so, you know? Uh, and so uh, uh, what about other stuff? I don't know, you know, and I don't really care, uh, uh, but I don't believe any of them, you know. What other number? I don't know. They could be twice as high. They could be twice as low. Uh, I just don't believe any of them because um, I believe the word of God. That's the only thing I can guarantee. Everything else is subject to, is, I'm suspicious about because it's not the gospel, right? Uh, and so men will always distort things, good and bad. Uh, uh, and they'll lie that, say, the economy is wonderful, and maybe it's terrible. They'll lie say the economy is terrible, it might be wonderful. Uh, it, it just, it, you can't trust what anybody says except for the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Uh, but just from a practical standpoint, you know, the, the COVID-19, I mean, it, uh, uh, and I know several people that, that actually got it, and, and uh, uh, everyone I know got it and survived. Now, I know people died from it. It's not that, you know, people didn't die. People did die from it, and, and so that from that perspective, it's terrible, right, that People are dying from sickness and disease. But people are dying from sickness and disease, disease every day. So, the, but the point is, um, the level of fear, though. I mean, you think you think about how much fear has been been uh, put into the whole world for this disease that, you know, the Spanish flu killed a hundred million people a uh, hundred years ago, right? Uh, and um, I mean, I don't know what the total numbers are for COVID, but uh, it's not anywhere close to that, right? Uh, and so, um, so uh, the fear that's been that, and so because fear, the purpose of fear is to control, right? Uh, and uh, and it, and it's a spirit, right? The Bible calls it a spirit of fear. So it's a spirit that's there. So it doesn't, and it's not about the people. It's about the spirits behind the people, right? So if the people see, uh, or if the spirits see the opportunity to to uh, produce fear then those spirits are going to motivate people to generate fear and whoever's willing to yield to those spirits will generate fear uh, and and will try to control people uh, and so uh, but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that it's a real disease and it has real fatality rates and and even if you get it and survive it's still a uh, everyone i know that, that got it said it was one of the worst things they ever got in the world, right? And so worse than the flu, and so apparently it is worse than the flu, even as far as uh, if you actually get it. Um, and so uh, it's not a fun thing, amen, either way. But uh, regardless of that, uh, you have to be careful that you don't go to get into fear when you're thinking about that. So the Christian's job is to live a fearless life. COVID-19, Lord, it's real, uh, but I'm the healed of God. That's how you deal with it, right? Uh, if it's, I'm afraid I'm going to get it, I'm afraid I'm going to get it, I'm afraid I'm going to get it. Well, whether you get it or not, you're, you're out of the will of God, right? You're out of the, the blessings of the Lord because he doesn't want you to be in fear. Didn't he say to let your request be made known to God? So, Lord, I, you know, I'm, I'm the healed of God. I, I live in divine health. That's how you deal with it, right? So we should never be motivated by fear regardless of what comes because if it's not COVID-19, you know, you wait a year or two, it'll be something else. I mean, you know, in the last... 15 years what there's SARS and Ebola and uh, of course COVID-19 and I mean how many different things have they tried to to um, foist upon the earth about hey this is going to kill everybody in the world three times over uh, I mean when Ebola was happening it was on the news every day everybody remember that uh, uh, and there's no stopping it you know and they never came up with a vaccine for Ebola today I don't think they did uh, but it just it, it, it fizzled out on its own right naturally speaking it just fizzled out on its own uh, and so uh, what we want to do as Christians, though, is we never want to be motivated by fear. Regardless of what comes into the world, we never want to react to that in fear. And we do that by Philippians 4, 6, by casting our cares upon the Lord, right? Uh, and, and so uh, and that's the prayer of commitment. So that should cover every area of your life. Anything that's a concern in your life, whether it's your church or your job or, or your children uh, or the economy, anything that relates to you in your life, right, your people in your life, then you, never, you should never worry about them. You should always uh, resolve the concern through prayer. Uh, and, then, uh, and then sometimes it does help to cast that care, right, because sometimes that care starts getting a little heavy. And then it's when it's helpful, it's, Lord, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take another thought about this. Just cast it, cast it to the Lord. Uh, and, you know, the devil will sometimes remind you of things. You just have to stay committed. No, no Lord, I'm not thinking about that. I've already prayed. 
And, um, and, and that's one good way to tell, too, if you're in faith, is if every time that thought comes, you pray the same prayer. Lord, I, I just thank you that, I, that uh, you know, uh, uh, I bind this COVID-19 in, in virus in the name of Jesus. And then tomorrow you think about it, I bind this COVID-19 uh, virus in the name of Jesus. Well, you know, the prayer of faith is sufficient one time, right? So after that, then you get into thanksgiving, right? Because that's what it says, right? Uh, about everything about prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving, right? So you, you do your prayer, and then you stay in thanksgiving after that. So, Lord, uh, uh, Lord I just, uh, uh, you, you go back to um, uh, Psalm 91, right? It said, uh, uh, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Well, is COVID-19 a plague? It's basically a plague, right? No, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Uh, and then, you know, tomorrow when that thought comes, you say, no, Lord, I thank you. I've already, I've already declared that no plague shall come down my dwelling, so I'm not, you know, not going to give it another thought. But if tomorrow you say, no plague shall come down my dwelling, and, and, but you're not thankful, you just, you know, you say, well, just in case. And the next day you think about it again, oh, no plague's going to come down my dwelling. See, you haven't moved over into thankfulness. You're still in the fear of, I better cover, just to make sure. I better make sure I cover my bases. Uh, now, I understand sometimes it does seem like because we're in a hurry, we don't take the time to get into faith first before we declare something or before we pray for something. And, you know, if you have to do it a couple, three times, tops maybe, make sure that you're in faith when you say it. You know, the Lord probably cut you a little slack there, right? But if for weeks and months you're saying, no plague's going to come to my dwelling, no plague's going to come to my dwelling, you're probably in fear, right? Because you're, you're, you're trying to say the same thing over and over again through vain repetition, uh, and, and so you haven't moved over in a thanksgiving, right? So a normal, the normal way of casting your care is you pray the prayer. You, the care comes. You see that whatever it is. And, so, and then you pray the prayer of faith against that prayer, against that care, whatever that is, right? Uh, Lord, I'm the healed of God. I'm not going to uh, get COVID-19. And then the next day, come, then you move over into thanksgiving from that point forward. And so, Lord, uh, uh, the thought comes about COVID-19. Well, Lord, I, you know, I've already prayed about that, and I thank you that uh, you're, you're still going to do what you said you're going to do. Uh, and so, uh, but, you know, on occasion, because we live in this world and we're all human beings, we will catch ourselves worrying about something where the thing sneaks up, the care sneaks up upon us, and then we start thinking about it over and over again. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? How do I get out of it? How do I change it? You know, what if they don't change? What if I don't change? What if I get it and die? What if I get it, you know, get fat? I mean, what, you know, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, th- then you start wringing your hands, right? Then, then you're in worry. Uh, and, and what I would encourage you to do, uh, and this happened to me on occasion, you know, it's not very often, but on occasion, uh, I will catch myself worrying about something. Uh, and one good, good measurement is, can you go to sleep soundly every night? You know, every night I go to sleep sound. You know, I sleep great every night. Uh, but every now and then, you know, once, twice, every couple of years or so, I mean, it's not very often, but I won't be able to go to sleep. And I'll be thinking about something, whatever it is. So step one, before I, I, I do the prayer in Philippians 4, 6, I will repent. And Lord, you know, I'm worried about this. Worry is a sign of, of lack of trust. Worry says that you can't do what you said you're going to do. Worry says that your word is not big enough and your spirit is incapable of, of conquering this situation. And so, Lord, that, that's a statement of fear. Uh, and so, Lord, I repent for, for worrying about this thing. Uh, and, and I always like to make sure that I get the slate clean between, between me and the Lord before I pray. Because, see, sometimes we're so fearful, we have to pray. And you're, you're in the wrong motivation. You're, you're outside of faith. You know, and and no, no prayer by fear is ever going to be successful, right? Uh, and so, uh, so you repent, and you make sure there's no 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 hindrance on your side, right? No hindrance on the Lord's side, but there's no hindrance on your side that you're out of the, out of faith. See, then you can pray the prayer of faith. Okay, Lord, now that I've repented, then then um, we're going to deal with this thing together, and you're going to help this person. You're going to help me. You're going to show me. You're going to give me revelation, whatever it is. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, you're going to handle it. Uh, and, you know, I told you about the time when, when I started my last corporate job. They gave me a big project, and, and it, was, it was overwhelming. You know, it was something I hadn't done before, and I'd been out of that particular kind of work for many years. Uh, and um, uh, I'd just go every day uh, uh, and pray that I had wisdom for that day to, to know what to do. Uh, 
and I believed God that I would get wisdom. And, and some of the things that we came up with, to me, were just supernatural wisdom. There's no way that we would have been able to come up. And it was a win-win for everybody. Now, the customer didn't really like it because he wanted us to lose, but, you know, didn't pay him much money. So he wasn't thrilled about that. Uh, but uh, as far as knowing what to do, the best thing to do, uh, we obtained that by wisdom and found our way through that whole process there. So uh, you, you pray... Uh, if you if you catch yourself in worry, then you pray the uh, prayer of repentance, uh, and then you can have the freedom to pray the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith is what you use to cast your cares, right? So, Lord, this is a care. You're going to deal with it. And, and sometimes, you know, you know, kind of maybe know what to do. Lord, show them. Lord, show me, whatever it is. Maybe you need wisdom, right? Well, James 1, 6, or James uh, chapter 1 says... If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of the Lord, right? Who giveth liberty and upbraideth not. Okay, Lord, then, then, then I'm, I'm going to know what to do. You're going you're to show me what to do. Uh, and, then you, and then you don't worry about it anymore, right? Uh, and so, you know, a lot of people get under worry about all, all the work at work. And, um, you know, and it's not even so much spiritual, but just one day I realized, because I was, you know, uh, I have a tendency to be a workaholic like a lot of people are. And I just realized one day, you know, it's all going to be there tomorrow. It's not going, it's not going anywhere, right? And they can't shoot you because if they shoot you, there's no way to get it done anyway. So uh, it's all going to be there tomorrow. So, you know, you can, you can um, take a little uh, uh, rest in, in knowing that, right? So, uh, so we need to cast our care upon the Lord. Uh, and then uh, by, by praying the prayer of faith, right? So by praying the prayer of faith, then you're really casting the care of the Lord. Then... You do with you do with it however you want to, right? Um, let, uh, and then trust him that he will do that. Uh, that and that's the key, really. Uh, that's when you know your faith. When, Lord, uh, I've prayed this prayer, so not, you're going to take care of it. I don't know how, when, what, what it's going to look like, you know, where it's going to be, but you'll take care of it. Uh, and then, and then, see uh, if you're really in faith, then you get the fruit of verse six. The fruit of verse six then is verse seven, right? Uh, and so verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, and so that peace then is now standing guard at your mind and your heart. Uh, and so, um, you know, so that when that worry comes back tomorrow, it's got to go through peace. And peace will be like, uh, no, no entry here. Sorry, you've got to go to the other guy. Uh, we're, not, we're not doing any worry today. Um, and, and that's one good way to measure to see if you really were successful in your prayer of faith, you know, uh, if you're in peace tomorrow. If you go to sleep tonight, then I made it. I made it to verse 7, right? Because your goal is to make it to verse 7, amen? Yeah, verse 6 is not, is not much helpful, not much help until you, until you can make it to verse 7. So you make it to verse 7 by being in faith, praying the prayer of faith, knowing the Lord will answer your prayer. Well, the Lord's going to answer my prayer. Why aren't you worried about it? No, he said he'd do it. He, he said he'd take care of it. You know, well, how do you say it? Twelve different verses in the Bible. You know, he said, no plague will come down my dwelling. He said, you know, that, uh, uh, that uh, given it shall be given into good measure, precious time, sticking together, running over, so men give it to your bosom, uh, that uh, he's the Lord that heals me, uh, that I have the mind of Christ. You know, he's not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I mean, how many verses do you want to know, right? That's how I know, because he said. Uh, and so, so then, then we get the fruit. And, and of course, peace uh, we know the fruit of the Spirit, right? First one is what? Love. What's the second one? Joy. What's the third one? Peace, right? Peace is the third fruit of the Spirit. So peace, like all fruits of the Spirit, have to come by, by some prior action of faith on your part. It doesn't come because you ask for it. It comes because you produce it. Uh, and so uh, you can't pray, Lord, give me peace. I know he gave us peace, but he gave us peace by going through verse 6, right? That's how we get the peace, by doing what he said. Uh, and so uh, we then obtain that peace, uh, which is a fruit of the Spirit. So, uh, Lord, just give me peace. Well, then stop worrying about it. Well, if I, if, if I wasn't worried about it, then I wouldn't need peace. Yeah, but you're missing the point. The point is, if there's worry, then you need to pray about it, and then you pray about it, and then the peace comes because you prayed about it, and you're thankful that God's going to answer your prayer. That's how it's supposed to work. It's pretty simple, but getting some people to, to stop worrying, I mean, it's, it's like a stick of dynamite. You know, the, they don't even know. They have no concept. All they do is worry, 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 worry about everything. Uh, and, and, and you can see it. It will, it will age you. 
it will kill you. Uh, it will uh, make you sour and bitter in life and heavy and oppressed. Uh, and the Lord wants to be light. His yoke is what? Easy and his burden is what? Light, you know. Well, well you know, if you, if you had half as much stuff to worry about as I do, whatever, you know. Uh, are we competing for the bottom of the barrel or something? I mean, uh, there's always all things. Everybody's got things in their life that they've got to deal with. Amen. Your things aren't any, any harder than my things. You know, my things aren't any harder than your things. We all have things. Uh, and, and if you're competing, you're just, you're just in pride trying to show how hard your life is. You know? uh, and people all, all the time want to try to prove that their life is harder than somebody else because they're, they're, what, they're, what, they're, what they're wanting to say is, well, you can do it because the Bible works for you, but the Bible can't work for me because my problems are bigger than God. And we don't quite say it that way, but that's what we like to imply, that my problems are bigger than God, and even he can't fix it. And really, even he can't fix it if you're not willing to let him. He can't fix it. It's guaranteed. You're, you are correct. He cannot fix it unless you're willing to do it. Amen. Uh, and so, so let, let's turn over to, uh, to Matthew, chapter 20, uh, Matthew chapter 6 here. This is an interesting, uh, interesting chapter here. Um, we're not going to go the whole chapter, but uh, uh, but I wanted to start in verse twenty-five. But then I, I was reading, I thought, well, you know, we really got to start in verse nineteen. Uh, and so we're going to start in verse nineteen here of Matthew chapter twenty-five. Uh, and, and at first, they're going to be like, "What's that got to do with with casting your care?" Well, we've got to get we'll get there, right? So he says in verse nineteen, "Lay up not for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal." But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, which neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know, sometimes we get so pressured to make money and do things that, that we will forget the Lord. Uh, and so where is your treasure? If your treasure is only things on the earth, then, then um, that's where your heart's at too, right? He said, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single or clear, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Uh, Let no man serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon or money. So verse 24 is really important. You cannot serve God and money. And then Jesus says, therefore I say unto you. Well, why do you say the therefore? Uh, he said that therefore, because of what he just said about you can't serve God and money, uh, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, where you shall eat, uh, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, uh, what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. So really the transition between verse 24 and verse 25 is a lot of things people worry about uh, is motivated by money. Money, 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 money. You cannot serve God and mammon. And so some people want money, 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 money because they want things, 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 right? And they think the way they get the things, 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 things is the money, 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 money. And so all they think about is how can I make more money? How can I make more money? How can I make more money? Uh, and if that's where your treasure is, then that's where your heart's at. Uh, you know, I had a friend of mine years ago and I just made an observation one day. It's like every time I talked to this friend of mine, I'd see him just every now and then. You know, but he was Christian, right? Went to a good church and... Um, uh, but every time I talked to him, within minutes, the conversation always worked its way around money. How he could have been on the ground floor of this opportunity, how he missed this opportunity. How, hey, how, have you seen how much money that guy's got over there? He's got so much money. I wish it was like him. You know, uh, what about that guy over there? You know, oh, I got this new thing. I think it's going to work out really well to make a lot of money. Money, money, money. It was always money. It was always about money. Uh, uh, and, and what was the problem with that? He was serving man, right? Now, now, he would, I mean, you know, he would probably go to the ends of the earth and, and declare that wasn't so. But if every single conversation is always about money, then what's he only thinking about? He's only thinking about money, right? Because you're going to have a conversation of whatever you're thinking about. Now, some people, uh, you talk to them and their conversation is only about them. Me, 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 me. So what are they always thinking about? Themselves, right? Uh, you, you ever notice you get to talk to somebody and, and, uh, and you get done, they go, man, that was a great talk. I'm thinking, I guess for one of us it was, you know. <laughs> and, and so uh, some people, you know, you can't get a word in edgewise and uh, and, and um, uh, you know, sometimes I, I'm going to just uh, do that and, and just not say a single thing. Let them talk the entire time, uh, and um, uh, just see how far that goes. But I'm sure I'd still be there, right? If I let them, if I let them happen. Uh, so, 
so Jesus said a lot of the things that we're worrying about is because of money. Uh, because we think money is the means to the end of everything. And money is not the means to the end of everything. Giving is the means to everything, right? Given it shall be what? Given unto you, right? People just all the time worried about money. Uh, and well, that's easy for you to say, you know, you know, you got a lot of money. And, and well, you don't have much money I got, but I do have a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, when I was a high school teenager, I was tithing on Social Security checks, right? How many teenagers you know were tithing on Social Security checks, right? Of course, that'd be a pretty small percentage because not many teenagers get Social Security checks, right? Uh, it's pretty, pretty rare, but, but um, I did. And I would tithe, you know, I got, uh, when I graduated high school, I was making $435 a month in Social Security, which is pretty good. I mean, even today, if you teenage kids, you gave them a check for 400 bucks a month, here you go. I don't give my kids that much for, for, um, for the, their, um, uh, what do they call it, uh, uh, allowance, you know. Uh, and um, uh, maybe I'm a cheapskate, right? I mean, I, I was making more money when I was their age, and so, on Social Security, so, uh, but I was tithing on Social Security, and and uh, all through college, I'd be tithing, and, and I remember my roommate, you know, he just, he made the observation, because he knew that I was an orphan, that, that I was on my own, and, and he, he made a remark to somebody, and they told me about it later on, they said, he, said, he said, he's always amazed, somehow you always have money, uh, and I always will have money, because always, I'm always giving it away, just giving it away, just here, take it, you know, just give it away, uh, and, and, and I've been doing that long before it had what I would consider real money, you know, as far as, uh, uh, and, you know, as long as we've been married, we, we, we're, we're always givers. We're just always going to be givers because we're not, we refuse to let anybody be our God except for God. And we're sure not going to let money be our God. And, that, and yet, even in the church, money is many people's God because they think that's the means to the things they desire. But the, thing, the, the means to the things that you desire is always the Lord and not money. Uh, and so... He said, uh, therefore, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on, is life not more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Uh, and, and then, so Jesus, you know, this is, to me, it's a little bit interesting how Jesus, in this particular scenario, most of the time, you know, he would talk about, he would give some revelation, or he would just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, tell you, here's how to do it. But he's actually kind of, you know, using some logic here to, to help us think through these things. And, and, you know, it's actually somewhat unusual in how Jesus was doing this. Uh, but he said, behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into, bar into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? So he said, let's look at the birds. And this, this was uh, one of uh, Dr. Dufresne's favorite verses in the whole Bible. I mean, I can't tell you how many messages I heard on the behold the fowls of the air, right? Fowls of the air. Uh, and and uh, one of the things that's true about birds, birds are the only uh, living uh, animal that's on every continent of the earth. Uh, all seven continents. There's birds on every seven continents. Uh, you can't find moose on every seven con all seven continents. Uh, you can't find squirrel, you know, deer, uh, rabbits, mice, you know. But uh, birds... Every continent of the... And you go to island, middle of nowhere. The bird, how did bird get here, right? I mean, you know, uh, maybe God created the island and put three birds on it to start with, you know. But, I mean, I mean, they had to at least have two birds, right, to get going. But, uh, uh, and so birds are everywhere. So that's why he wanted you to think about it. Think about the birds. But, you know, you ever thought about that? It's like, um, you know, uh, people say, oh, look at that animal that's starving. It's an animal. God's going to take care of it. Oh, but I feel sorry for it. You know, it's an animal. God's going to take care of it. Well, you're just careless. I'm not careless. God's caring about it, right? Uh, and so, because otherwise, I'd end up with a bunch of birds at home. You know, my wife, if you see that bird, she'll feel sorry. Oh, I brought a bird home. <laughs> it's like, no, we don't need a bird. God will take care of it. Uh, and so, um, so he's saying, just go look at him, right? Uh, that bird, and you ever thought about that? There's no, there's no drive-through for the birds, right? There's no McDonald's for the birds, yet they eat every day, you know? Uh, you ever seen a bird out there with a, with a you know, a soup can, you know, money for the poor, you know? Brother, can you spare a dime? No, they're not begging for nothing. Why? Because God's going to take care of them. And, and what's he say? Are you not much better than they? Well, he's not taking care of me. Oh, well, see, then you're, God's a liar. So... You must be more right than God. Uh, well, you know, if he's not taking care of you, then, then who do you need to look to to see what the problem is? 
Well, you, right? I mean, if, if uh, God's not taking care of you, there's nothing on God. He said he would, didn't he say he would? He said right here. He said, he said aren't you more important than a bird? I mean, he said that now, the, the Animal Rights Act. No, we're all the same. Well, we're not. We're the top of the food chain. Everything is below us, right? Everything in this natural world is below us. We are the top of the food chain in every realm uh, on this earth. Uh, and so, uh, and he said, um, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? Now, that's a great statement because uh, if you think about worry, see, uh, if you're worrying about maybe it's the economy, right? Maybe, maybe your job, maybe, the, you know, you hear rumors that maybe they're going to close the plant or whatever. Um, and, and you're going to be out of a job. If, if that happens, you, you've been out of a job. Well, if you lost your job, would God get you another job? Well, sure you would, right? I mean, if you, if you believe him, right? And if you don't lose your job, then would you need, then would you need a job? So does worrying change either scenario? I'm worried I'm going to lose my job. Okay, what if you don't worry? Well, you could still lose your job, but would God take care of you? He would. So Jesus is saying, look, worry doesn't change anything. And that's the point of the statement is, can you add one cubit to your stature by worrying about these things? Can you change anything by worrying about it? No, but it makes me feel better. It never makes anybody feel better. So does, it, does anything change by you worrying about it? Does it motivate you to pray more? Does it motivate you to, to get in the word more, to get in faith more? Nope, it just, because it consumes your mind, right? And once it's consumed your mind, there's no room for God. So Jesus is saying it's a waste of time to worry, and it really is. And, he, and so he, he's, he's trying to get you some logic here to, to say, look, if you worry, the situation doesn't, cha- doesn't change the situation at all. Well, it motivates me to go work hard, harder at it. Well, then, then be your own God. Then don't pray about anything. Just fix everything yourself. Uh, God's a fixer, not you. Right? Now, if he instructs you what to do about it, then fine, do that. But, but still, uh, you can't uh, worry about it. It's not going to change anything. Now, we say that kind of flippantly. Well, worry doesn't change anything. But it's really true. It's really a true statement. Uh, and until you really believe that statement, you'll, you'll just kind of slough it off. Well, you know, that's, that's what he says. You know, that's not, Jesus didn't say that, except that's exactly what Jesus said right here, right? Uh, what, which of you, uh, can, by taking thought or being anxious, can add one cubit unto his stature? Uh, and so, what were you, well, there was some, some verse you were talking about taking, taking what? Was it taking thought? But you were talking about taking something. You were telling me about this today. Uh, there was some verse you were saying that, uh, uh, t- well, you were using the word take. Uh, but this is the negative, right? Take no thought. But uh, you had you had another one, but uh, yeah, it'll come to you. But just uh, that's for you to, to to come up with that. Uh, and so, so taking thought that means uh, uh, that's an action on your part, right? You take it, right? And so, yeah, take courage, take courage right? And so you uh, you taking some things are good, right? Take care, take courage, right? You should take courage, but you shouldn't take a thought. Uh, so if you take it. What's that mean? It's a choice, right? Why you can't help worrying about it? You took it. Nobody gave it to you. I mean, nobody made you take it. You took it, right? Well, I couldn't help taking it. Well, you can, right? It just you know, somebody ever tried to give you give you something you didn't want to take it, you know? Uh, and and um, I had a guy. We were we were in um, in Africa on a on a mission trip, and so we had all gone to out, out to eat. There's a bunch of us there, and and so I I got the got the uh, waiter's attention to give me the check you know so I, I paid for the meal for everybody well the one guy man he 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 didn't like it that i bought the meal for everybody now you want to buy my meal i'll let you buy my meal every day right i mean and i'll be thankful thanks you know uh you know now and i'm not gonna expect i would never expect it of course right but if you bought my meal praise god you know uh, and now i might ask out of kindness hey would you like me to pay for part of that maybe but you know uh even to do that to me sometimes is disingenuous or it's uh, disrespectful to the person wanting to bless you, right? Because if somebody wants to bless you, let them bless you, right? But don't be expecting it. Don't be like, you know, oh, it'd be sure nice if somebody bought my meal today. Oh, you know, hey, where are you going to lunch today? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, well, you know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's just, that's disingenuous too, right? Uh, but uh, this, and, and he said, you take this money. I said, I'm not going to take it. And he grabbed my hand and he put that money in my hand. 
and you know, of course, I just let it, I just let it fall to the ground. And the kids, the kids running around everywhere, you know, they say, "Can I have the money?" Not, not mine. You know, they the kids took off with it, you know, uh, and uh, which probably made him even more mad. But I mean, he was so mad, and and you know, to be that mad, you know, th- then um, uh, you know, just something gets on me sometimes. Like, no, I'm not. You're not going to bully me into this thing, you know. I mean, I don't care if you wanted to help, but. You know, we're not doing this right here. Uh, and, and he was a minister, right? Making a scene at a restaurant because someone tried to bless him. And, uh, and, and I said, well, your problem is you're slow. You know, you've got to be faster at this. You know, if you're going to pay for the meal, you can be faster at this, you know, because somebody else may want to bless somebody. Now, look, if I'd called the, waitress over the waiter over there and said, hey, give me the check. They said, hey, somebody else took care of it. Not a problem. And it's not that he's obligated to take care of it, of course, but... Uh, so take no thought. Take it. So I didn't take that money, but uh, take no thought. So, so that means you have a choice, right? Uh, so if you ever say, well, you can't help worrying, is that true? You took the thought. Nobody made you take it. You took it. Now, the devil didn't make you do it. God sure didn't make you do it. Uh, whoever, it whoever it is that you're worrying about didn't make you do it. You took it, right? So take courage, but don't take a thought. Now, you can only do that if you train yourself because uh, it, it takes some effort on your part to train yourself that I decide what I think about. I choose what, I, what, what uh, goes through my mind. The world doesn't do it. My c- circumstances don't do it. My spouse or how people treat me doesn't do it. Um, I think so, I saw somebody today, they had some, uh, you know, Sometimes you get uh, buried in, in Facebook, and, and um, sometimes uh, it, it's like a train wreck. You know, sometimes you can't not watch it. You know, and somebody put a remark on there about you know I, I'm really uh, I'm really a great person, but how how I react to you is how is based upon how you treat me. Like well, then 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 you're not really a good person. You're you're just a regular person, not even above average person. You're just a probably slightly below average person if if. How I react to you is based upon how you treat me. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's the same people that, oh, I love God, you know. Uh, and then you get the one that, you know, uh, if you love God, you've got to pass this on and, and say amen, right? And um, finally, I saw someone said, if you say pass it on, just know I ain't never doing it. You know, that's kind of what I want to say. I'm not really, I don't want to be that rude, but, you know, it's like, whatever, you know. Don't, you're not going to bully me into doing these things anyway, right? But there's so much garbage on, on Facebook, but, you know, how, how, you know, I'm a great person, but how I react is dependent upon how you treat me. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, you know, whatever, you know. I mean, it's just like dime store, you know, philosophy, right? Uh, and so, because uh, how you treat me, then I'm not going to take a thought of that. Because how you treat me, you know, if you treat me poorly, my, my reaction, my flesh may be, you know, get back at them, right? Show them, prove to them. You know, stand up against them. Uh, well, I'm not taking that thought. Now, you know, sometimes it is necessary to stand up against bullies, right? Uh, and um, especially if other innocent people are, are at stake, you know, then it's helpful to do that. Uh, but you should be able to do that without taking thought. Amen. So I'm not taking a thought. Because uh, Jesus said, you can, can you change anything if you take a thought? Well, if you take all the thoughts, still not going to change anything, right? Uh, and so... Uh, and he says, uh, so he just talked about um, food. Don't be concerned about food. Uh, uh, and so he said, and why take you thought for raiment? Now you got clothes. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and that toil not knew that they spin. Uh, and yet, yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? And then he, then it, I mean, he's really good to just that last part of the verse, you know, oh, you little faith. He had to just really stick it to you at the end of that, didn't he, right? Uh, well, well, why are they worried about what, they, what they're going to wear? They got little faith, right? Uh, you know, but I got, there's that new dress coming up for sale, right? There's that new tie that you know, I just saw come out, you know. It's, a new, it's, it's the 2021 ties, you know, which isn't really a thing anymore, you know. People don't wear ties much anymore, but, uh, uh, but uh, um, now it's like, is that new grunge t-shirt, right? You know, I'm going to wear that new grunge t-shirt to church. I got to wear my, you know, slobby shirt, shirt to church a uh, week. So, uh, and so, uh, but if you're worried about what you wear, uh, and, and you know, it's just, 
And are these the only things that people worry about? No, he's just using these as examples, right? Uh, and especially if you're in a, in a third world country, which, you know, a lot of this was basically a third world country uh, because they were over, uh, overrun and ruled by the Romans, then uh, clothes and food are a big deal. But you get in a wealthy country, then, you know, houses and cars are a big deal. Uh, how many people worry over a car? Uh, how many people have you heard, I just had to have that car? Uh, and then they, you know, they go and get that car, and now they're, you know, now they're uh, live to, to pay the payment on that car. He, he said, um, uh, if you're worried about it, then you have little faith. Because if you had uh, even uh, a little bit more than little faith, you would need to be worried about it. Lord, to take care of it, right? But see, if you have to have the newest uh, fashion trends or the newest vehicles or the newest cars or the biggest house or the biggest whatever it is, it doesn't matter what, what the thing is. The thing is not important. It's if, if you're thinking about the thing and, you're, and everything in your life that revolves around that thing, see, then that's an issue, right? Uh, and so he said, he said, you're of little faith. He said, wherefore, take no thought. Well, he already said take no thought. So if the Lord repeats himself, uh, uh, you reckon he's trying to make a point there? If the Lord repeats himself, then he's trying to make an important point. Take no thought. Uh, what shall we eat? Uh, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. After all these things do the Gentiles seek. So in other words, he said, we're supposed to be different than the world. If we're being motivated by the same things that the world's being motivated, then, then we're no different than the world. Uh, and, and he didn't say uh, that you shouldn't, because uh, see, some people say, well, then I'm just going to wear, you know, drab clothes, boring clothes, you know. And it doesn't matter what I wear. But didn't he say that he, that he clothed the field in a greater array than, than Solomon? Uh, uh, didn't, he, didn't he say that, uh, that the birds never have anything, they never have a worry about what to eat? They always have plenty to eat? So he didn't say, you know, because people will react, say, well, then I don't want any of the world's goods. I'm going to eat dirt and wear a, a, a potato sack all the days of my life. Because, you know, if you spend a dime on, on, a, on, a, on a nice dress, you know, you're wasting money. But he said even Solomon, as, as wonderful as he was arrayed, wasn't even close to what God would be willing to do for you. So that's, that's, to me, that, that's smoke and mirrors, right? You're, it's, it's fake humility. Um, now, you know, uh, I told you about the lady came up to, I think it's more than one lady, came up to Brother Hagen and said, uh, we need to cast the devil out of Brother Hagen because he's got the spirit of wearing nice clothes. Uh, and so I didn't know there was such a devil. I mean, is, it, is there like a catalog? We go, you know, you know, flipping through, like, oh, yeah, devil wearing nice clothes. Yeah, that's obviously you right there. I mean, who comes up with that stuff, right? But they did, right? You, you get the, uh, and he said, I kind of want to keep that spirit, though. You know, he liked wearing nice clothes. And so, and he was never flamboyant at all, right? But because he always wore nice suits and ties. Um, people say he had the spirit of wearing nice clothes, right? <laughs> and so, uh, so, so is there anything wrong with wanting to wear nice clothes? I mean, Jesus said that uh, Solomon couldn't even hold the candle, what he's willing to do. So that's not the issue. The issue is what's, mo what's your motivation, right? If, you're, if your whole life is driven towards, I've got to have clothes, got to have food, got to have cars, got to have houses, got to have whatever the things are, the things aren't, aren't important, right? He didn't mean it just these three, and that's it. No, you can never worry about anything else. You know, only these things could you ever possibly worry about. No, people worry about all kinds of things, right? Uh, and, and I remember one, one fellow, I was trying to help him with his finances, and he said, and I said, you got cable TV? He said, yeah. I said, but you can't pay your bills while you, while you got cable TV. He said, well, I can't do without the food channel. Now I'm thinking, that was really good. You're keeping your family in a poorhouse because you've got to have the food channel. See, what's he doing? He's not seeking first the kingdom of God, right? Uh, uh, he, he had uh, been just like the Gentiles. Well, I've got to have this channel. I, I love that channel, right? I mean, you get to sports. Sports are nearly a, a religion, right, in our country. Uh, and uh, oh, I got to, you know, do you watch the game? Uh, I don't know what game was it, you know. Some people, you know, you say, I didn't know there was a game on. They're just like, well, you know, what, what, you, what, you, what are you even living for? I mean, what's, what's wrong with you, right? Uh, and, I mean, I like to watch a game every now and then, but, you know, if I don't watch a game for a year, it's like, oh, yeah, there's games on TV. I guess, you know, things, people do stuff like that, right? And, and, I mean, you, you, if you like sports, anything wrong with liking sports? No. But if it's up, way up here and you miss church, right, scream at your at your wife because you're watching a game, shut up, you know. That's what they make the pause button for. You just pause, and then you tell her to be quiet, and then you go back to watching it, right? Uh, but, uh, but he said, uh, after these things do the Gentiles seek. 
so we've got to be different in the world, right? N- not that we don't want to wear nice clothes or eat, eat good food or, or um, anything else, right? Because he said these things are okay, but that should m- motivate us, right? Uh, and so that's, that's where you're going to find the balance in your life. Don't go to the extreme and, and act fake, fake humi- uh, humble of, well, I don't have anything. I don't want anything, you know? Well, then who are you going to help? Uh, and so, now some people can get uh, really out of control. You go to their closet, and they've got a thousand things, and they all got the tags on them. Well, why do, these, why do, why do you always have the tags on them? I never wore them. Well, why are you buying them all? I mean, none of my business, right? But just, you know, sometimes people get way out of balance, right? And they, they just, they're compelled to buy. They're compelled to buy stuff. Uh, and they have a thousand shoes. Does the Lord care how many shoes you got? Well, you know, you shouldn't have more than ten. Well, who made up the number ten, right? I like about the number of shoes in my closet will fit. And after that, I don't want any more shoes because it's like, where am I going to put them? And then I have to have a bigger closet. I mean, I mean, the last pair of shoes I got, or maybe before that, uh, I was talking to a guy. He said, he said, I've got 200 pairs of shoes. He said, i got one bedroom that's just shoes. I got a lot of shoes, right? Um, does the Lord care if he has shoes? Uh, you know, his, my, his wife might care that he has a lot of shoes. But he worked at a shoe store, so, I mean, you know, maybe he gets a deal on them. I don't know. So I don't care. I don't think the Lord cares. You get two and a pair of shoes, right? But what's motivating in your life? You know, if all you think about is shoes, shoes, shoes. You know, I really don't think a lot about shoes. I mean, I like a nice pair of shoes, you know. And and, um, uh, like Mr. Mr. Zeller, you know, he said his mama told him uh, buy nice shoes, and he happens to buy the exact same brand that I buy, right? Good shoes, right? Mr. Zeller, they're good shoes. They'll last you years, right? Uh, And I like to develop a relationship long term. You know, now that's me. Some people they wear pair of shoes one time they may, may, may never get around to wearing that same pair a second time none of my business right i don't care uh, whatever whatever works for you but he said uh he said for after all these things do the gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things does the lord know you know you need this stuff so if you know the lord knows you need this stuff why are you worried about it uh and he said then then here's how to get things in order the, is the order of god but seek you first the kingdom of god and his righteousness. So number one, kingdom of God, right? I mean, that's pretty obvious. Everything, the kingdom of God is everything related to God and his righteousness. Uh, and, and how many of these things shall be added unto you? All these things shall be added unto you. So does the Lord uh, want you to have all these things that you're worried about anyway? He does, but you've got to be focused on him. If you focus on him, he'll take care of that. Well, I better take care of it because if he doesn't, you know, I might not get it. So then you're in worry, right? You're, you're still doing things on your own. Um, and then what do you say in verse 34? Take therefore no thought. Well, that's the third time he said, don't take a thought. Why do you think the Lord told us three times not to take a thought? Because we're slow, right? I mean, that's really why. One time should be sufficient, but we're a little slow as people sometimes. And so take no thought for the morrow. Uh, for the morrow shall take thought for the things itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Uh, you ever worried about tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow? He's not even here yet. It could be perfectly fine. It may be a disaster, but will the Lord deliver you out of it? Sure he will. So what does it matter whether it's good or bad? You're going to be okay if you really believe the Lord, right? So, uh, so all of these things go back to the prayer of, of uh, uh, the prayer of commitment. I'm going to commit my life to the Lord. I'm going to commit what I think to the Lord. I'm going to commit what I desire to the Lord. And if I, if I think more than two times about it, I'm going to make sure I cast it upon the Lord. And then I'm not going to take any thought about it. I'm not going to take a thought anymore about that. This thought's going to come. So now I'm not taking that thought. I've already cast my care upon the Lord. Uh, he's going to take care of food, clothes, houses, cars, whatever it is that we have need of. He's going to take care of it. And see, then you can then you can buy a nice car and it not be something that you worship, right? Uh, because some people that's all they think about is car, 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 and they get this car and then it's like oh, they almost worship the car. It's just it's just. I mean, it came from dirt, didn't it? Everything in the car came from the earth. It came from dirt. So how could it possibly be worthy to be worshipped? Everything you wear came from dirt, right? Uh, and so uh, nothing, nothing we own is worthy to be worshipped, uh, including the clothes you wear, the food you eat, you know. Uh, and so if we can live that way, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of, of heaven, the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. He wants to give everything you're worried about to you. But he, he can't give it to you until you quit worrying about it and get into faith. And then, then he can take care of it for you. Otherwise, you're on your own taking care of it yourself. Uh, and so uh, 
but we can get there, right? Uh, to me, this is good news, right? This is, this is something we can do because if, if you can live a life where you never take a thought, that'd be a pretty good life, right? Uh, and so uh, let's pray and thank the Lord for his word. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. And Father, we thank you for blessing us, for being good to us. Father, we thank you that uh, uh, you do care deeply about us, Father. Uh, you care affectionately about us, Father. Care about us watchfully. You desire good things for us, Father. And so, Lord, we, uh, we don't need to be like the Gentiles and always after the next newest thing, we need to be like the children of the Most High God and only after you, Father, first. Uh, everything else is secondary after that. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, let's get ready to receive this evening's offering. Amen. Is the Lord good? He is good. Amen. You know, uh, I, I really believe that this prayer of commitment is uh, one of the healthiest prayers you can develop in your life, that you can do this and you can get so much pressure off your life, so much worry off your life, so much anxiety out of your life by learning how to diligently pray the prayer of commitment. Then, uh, then you're not worried about the past. You're not worried about the future. You're not worried about anything going on right now. You know, oh, my past is going to catch up to me. Well, so what? You know, uh, what if it catches up to you? You deal with it then, right? Uh, and so whatever that means, I don't even know what that means, right? But come ahead, Mr. Jared, and receive the offering. And um, it's almost May, right? Is Sunday May? Are we in May on Sunday? Saturday's May. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it, right? Uh, and so looks like May is going to be a nice warm month so far, right? Uh, so we have a record. We had a record today. Is it almost a record today? Almost a record today? Yeah, wow. So that's all right. Well, praise God. We'll be blessed. Have a wonderful weekend, Lord, and, and uh, we'll see you Sunday.